Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Aunties. I'm Marie Geneviève. And I'm Lauren. And Two Aunties is a podcast where we talk about our life experiences, our opinions, and all these great things. Uh, and today we will be talking about university. But before we do, I have to tell you that last week, no, not last week, last episode was about interracial dating. So if you haven't watched it, I invite you guys to go listen to it, watch it, whatever you have to do, share with your friends. And so today we will be talking about our school experiences, if you should go to university or college and all that good stuff. So this week, Lauren will be asking the questions again. So it is now to you, Lauren. All right. So the first question is, what is your school experience? What diplomas you have? Why and how to choose a subject you study in? Um, as for me, I'd rather not disclose my diplomas just because I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, but my process into choosing my university journey was pretty simple. I always knew I wanted to be in law, but did I do that process to get there? It was not necessarily uh, I went to college and I did law school. No, what I did was um, actually to make it even simple, my process into university and choosing my university was thanks to Matthew Genevieve's graduation when she graduated from high school. I was attending and they were giving out um, diplomas and saying where the students were going to school to and I had noticed that people were going from high school straight to university. So it kind of got me into like the, oh, I can skip CJEP, which I really wasn't mentally ready to do or whatever. And then that's how I decided to choose my university. But then also we have like a college fair every year for every student who are about to graduate. And during that time, I had already had in my head that I wanted to go to university. So when the college fair came through, I was hoping that the university I had chosen was going to be um, one of those ones. So it happened that, yes, it was there. I I made my mind. Then in order for me to get my process to where I am today, it was a little more different. I had to go through one program, which I did. Then I did another hiatus in between of two years. And I'm officially now into law school. Um. I mean, there's a lot of choosing. You have to go to university. You have to check it out because like, it will be different. You have to check out the city you're in also. If it's a different city, you have to check out the, the areas and whatnot because it does affect your um, education process. If you don't like the city and you like you don't like the campus, good luck. You're never, wanna going, you're never going to want to be on actual campus to be at school. So that was definitely a factor. The campus had to be for me like, you know, a campus campus, which it was. So it was a good factor. Um, Per se, I didn't like the city, but the campus was a big choice for me. I like my program. I like my classes. I did a lot of rate my class before I chose my classes as well. And how did I choose my subject? Well, I had no choice. It wasn't like as if I could choose it. It was either or to get to where I wanted to get at the end. So that was for me, my university or like my school experience. How about you? All right. Um, first off, I, I feel like we... I need to explain a bit the school system over here. Basically, once you finish your um, your high school, you go to uh, CJEP, which is like college. You do either two or three years, depending on what you what subject you choose. 
And then from that, you go to university for your bachelor's degree. So um, when I was in high school, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to go into acting. I had found this great uh, acting school that I was going to go to. Um, and yeah, I was nobody could convince me to go to college. <laughs> so I was very focused on that. And so when we went to the fair that Lauren mentioned, I, I was just like fooling around the entire day, took some brochures, but not not that much, you know. And at the last minute, on the last day before the deadline, my mom was like, uh, do you, are you going to apply? Are you, um, like, what are you planning to do? Do you throw out those brochures because I kept them? Um, and basically she just wanted me to clean and whatever. So she was like, either you throw them out or you choose what you want to do, you know? And so I took the time to look at them and went through them and at the last minute on the last day i decided to apply into two programs i applied in communication and i applied in criminology because i was like look if anything not everybody get into acting not everybody gets uh, gets jobs and everything so at least i have a plan b and so um I applied, I got accepted into both programs, but I decided to go into criminology because I'm sort of an all or nothing person. And so I was like, if I'm not going into acting, I'm not going in the industry at all. You know, I don't know why I'm just like that, you know? And so, um, I started college in criminology. Um, and in that program, I had a forensic anthropology class and I had a forensic science class. Um, and I decided that it was very interesting and I decided to go into that path. I needed my sciences. School didn't want me to take science classes because criminology is considered a social science class like program. And so you couldn't mix both. And then I found my second college for my science classes. I had one semester left, so there was no point of transferring at this point. I just, I wanted to graduate to at least get that diploma. And then I just had to do the credits that I needed to go to university because I had found a university for forensic sciences. I was going into that now. And once I was finished my first diploma, my criminology diploma, I then did night school in uh, college uh, in another college. Uh, it was all my science classes. And it was night school and Saturday mornings. And during the day I would be working. And the reason why I did that was mainly because I would have had an horrible schedule if I was doing it during the day while in at night school it was everything was stable. You know, you would start class at 530 at night. And so it wasn't like one day you have school, the other day you don't have school, or you start school at like one and another day you start at three and whatever, you know? So I did that, graduated a second time from college because I took all my credits from my mandatory classes from my first diploma to get them to count for my second diploma. So I ended up with two college diplomas. In all, I've been in college for like five years. Then I was going to go into forensic science, but the thing is, I wanted to take a break. 
So I decided to take a break, but the program that I found was only taking people in September and my break made me like my break ended in January. So I decided to apply in anthropology because at the other um, at the other university for forensic science, I could do a joint major in forensic anthropology and in forensic science. So it's like might as well get some credits, get them transfer and everything. And so I started anthropology, never transferred because I could go straight to a forensic anthropology master's if I wanted to. So there was no point of transferring at this point. And so now I have a semester left and then I'm done. And that's my yeah. story. Um, that's basically how I chose my programs. I feel like I went with my interest. Um, that was not like, uh, I, I didn't, like I said, I started out wanting to be an actress. So now I'm in forensic science, not forensic science and in, in anthropology, but whatever. Um, and th the program that I chose was basically one that is the full anthropology programs. We have um, ethnography, uh, we have linguistics, we have um, physical anthropology, which is like the bones. And we also have archaeology. So, yeah, that's how I chose the subject that I wanted to do. Yeah, wow. That was a very long explanation. My bad, but I have a very long, <laughs> very long uh, path, if you want. And <laughs> the second question does come back to the same thing. Uh, how did you choose a school you attended? That's how I chose the school I attended because it was the only way I could skip CJEP. And I was bound to skip CJEP. I was not going to do. CJEP, okay? That was a no-go. And if I was going to do CJEP, I had chosen two that I got into as well. And I actually did a summer class to perfect my English. Yes, I'm Anglophone. Yeah, I remember. But listen, to the level of which I needed to go into an English school, I wasn't, um, I wasn't at par, right? But now, if you were to ask me if I would have changed my process, no, I wouldn't have. I would have, I would do the same thing I did before, so... Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. What? I was like, do you have anything different to say? Well, um, actually, I, I elaborated a bit more. For criminology, I really went with interest because I was like so focused into the like towards acting that I was just like, might as well start something that could be interesting for me if in case I need a second plan, like a, a plan B. Right. So I went with interest, but also the thing is I transferred from French to English school for my college. And it was the only school that was giving this program at the time. And so um, I took the decision to transfer. It was hard like the first semester, I would say, but then after that, it was very much, like it was getting easier as I went. And they had a lot of uh, tools for students who did since like here, over here, you don't have a lot of English colleges. so. I feel like they knew that we had, they would have a lot of French students that would like go to their school. And so they had a lot of tools for, for the kind of student that I was. For science, I went for the convenience of having night school because uh, I could have applied at the same college that I was at at first, but um, I felt like I could work during the day. So it was better for me than having like a random schedule. Mm -hmm. For forensic science, when I wanted to apply for forensic science, the 
university that I found was the like the they had the fuller program than the other university, but also it was in Canada. So I didn't have to go to university in the States, which would have been so much more expensive. So for anthropology, I chose the current school that I'm at. It's a French school um, because it was a fuller program than the other universities. I did look into English universities, but the thing is, it was like it was not as as uh, much complete program. I prefer English school, the way English school is set up, but because I wanted to study like all the bones and everything, I had to go to that university because the other university don't give uh, that part of anthropology. So that's how I chose all of my school. I feel like it was more like convenience, uh, the interest and the program itself, like what they offer that is very important when you choose a school. So that's, yeah, all that's right. how I choose it. The next question is, are you going to work in your field? Um, <laughs> since I didn't disclose my diplomas, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying no, but um, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe. It's a, it's a very difficult part because, like, yeah, in somewhat way what I am going to finish will be in somewhat touch of what I am studying and what I did study, um, will it be fully it? No. Yeah, so, I feel like I feel when you're in high school and they sell you on uh, college and university, it they don't let you know what are the possibilities that you can do with those diplomas because if you're studying for uh, anthropology, let's say, or uh, business or whatever, there are so many things that you can do with the skills that you learn. For instance, I'm not going to go into forensic anthropology anymore, um, but I will be using all the skills that I use. So one thing that was good is that my program offered all the branches of anthropology. So even though I'm not going per se in anthropology, I'll be using all this, the, the, the skills that I've learned at, for instance, all the methodology on how to research, and everything I will be applying to that to what I want to do. So yeah, I get what you mean because I feel like I said, I feel like they don't let you know, like they, they're not really talking skill wise, they're more like career wise. So um, like, if you're- Career wise, I mean like, yeah, sure. Um, it is in the field of what I want to do career wise, yeah. but that wasn't what, had came initially as when I applied and when I started studying for it. Because if I didn't know this, then the process not necessarily would be different, but would be more like, you know, consistent to instead of like, ar like try and error, I would have been a different path. That's for sure. Not yeah. much different, but it would have been a clearer path. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I, I understand what you mean. But yeah, me neither. I'm not going to work in this field. Well, I was going for forensic anthropology, forensic science, so it's not technically in that field, but I'm still going to be using a lot of anthropology because all the project that I'm doing is based on ethnology and everything, which is anthropology. So I feel like I studied more than I was supposed to be doing, so that's a good thing, uh, but I'm going to semi-work in my field. <laughs> Yeah, same, like same here, semi touching the field of what I will be said. I have been exactly, studying. exactly. 
Um, next question is <laughs> your experiences when online versus campus classes. Which one do you prefer and why? First year university, love being on campus. I was always on campus. Um, <laughs> today, no, you won't catch me on fucking campus. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I cannot phantom the idea of being on campus. And it's not because I don't like school or whatever. I mean, I don't, but it's not because I don't like my campus. It's just because I've had it. Like, mentally, I can no longer be in class. Like, mm -hmm. I've reached a level of, like, the way I learn is no longer compatible with the way people are in class. And I'm not speaking about the teacher himself because I, or themselves because their way of teaching will forever be the same for them, right? Like, if they have this method, that's the method, okay? And I'm fine with that. It's mainly the students that mm -hmm. I want. And I'm one of these persons I really hate. When people say there is no dumb question, that is a lie, okay? Like, oh my God. Point period, like, there are questions that are dumb, period. Don't discuss, don't argue. There are questions that are stupid. And I find that, like, regardless of what level you're at in university, you will always have one or two students who are either asking dumb questions or who think they are the teacher themselves. And I get annoyed because something that should be taking me three hours. I left my house for a three-hour class. I want that class to be done, like that whole entire chapter that we're supposed to be talking about, be done in that three hours. I don't want to come back next week or next day <laughs> and having to finish the same chapter that we were doing because Buddy wanted to start discussing about the subject. No, or it's not about the subject. I have a lot of people in my classes who are reading, let's say, Jean-Paul Sartre and everything, and they try to apply what the teacher is saying to whatever they've been reading and you're just like yeah but that's not part of the class just wait at the break or wait after or during class like office hours and whatever like write down the question and go to the teacher one-on-one -on -one because that question exactly. it does not concern me and i don't find it interesting whatsoever like i understand like when you're done three hours you want to fly out the class but when i'm done my three hours i don't want to hear about this subject again i want to go home finish that thing and it's a done deal like it's closed and that's one of the things that I've learned after several years of university. I can't sit in class. Like, it's not that I can't. I don't like sitting in class because I can't stand the students. Like, I need you to shut up. Let's get our three hours worth of lectures in. If you have questions, write them down. Like, I'm one of those students. I'll write them down and email my teacher and be like, listen, I think I'd appreciate to have a, like a one-on-one -on -one meeting because I have some things to clarify within what we were discussing. Then to be like, oh, um, Miss here in the middle of the class, like, Mister, can we like because this is this and that that that? I'm just like, it's not relevant to the class. Shut up. <laughs> and I get super like, angry. So, if it was an application question, like, let's say uh, there's something going on in another country, a situation or whatever, and you're just like, does this theory would apply to that situation? I don't have a problem with that, but it's when you're starting to do random links with something else that you're just like, it's not even in how to apply the theory anymore. It's not even relevant no. situation. It's just like, exactly. It's like goody two shoes or know it alls. I can't stand them. And that, and to answer this question, I prefer online classes because when I'm done my three hour class, I'm done. And I have probably written down my notes to a consistency that you're just like, okay, this girl can teach the class. I don't like being in class because in class, I have to record the class because 
of course, you have those little interrupters who want to, you know, interrupt during class. And then I got to listen to this class to rewrite my notes. So I got to listen to you twice interrupting. So, no, I prefer online classes to be 100%. I, I take online classes. I wouldn't take them if you're a first year. As a first year, I would advise everybody to go to class so you can learn how to take your notes and learn how your teachers are and whatever. Yeah. But after your first year, you don't need to be in, you don't need to be there. No, no, no. Take online classes if you can. Take as much as you can because for me, it avoids the transportation. I do not have to stress on my wake up. I can be dressed the way I want to be dressed in my house and do this class or whenever I am free to do this class. Um, it's more convenient. Like if you have a lifestyle like I have, it's more convenient anyways. Yeah. So online classes is a definitely go like so I did both and I do agree with you with the fact that you need to go to class for at least the basic uh, mandatory classes because one thing that I notice is the fact that teachers don't put everything in their powerpoints because they want you to learn how to take notes and there's a lot a lot of things said in those classes and they set you up for the like the more advanced classes, because you'll see that everything that you'll learn after those classes is all based on whatever you're going to learn in that. It's so true. Like for me, I can give you guys the best example, okay? Marks is my homie, okay? Me and Marks, <laughs> we are besties, okay? In all four years of my first degree, me and Marks, yo, we ride or die. I can... I can tell you the manifest of communist by heart, okay? <laughs> Me, it's um, Claudie Vistras. I know him too, but that was just a basic. Like, don't ask me more. I know the basic of this. Yeah. But Marx, I hold him down. Whatever program you're in, okay, and you have to talk about Marx, come to me. I got you. <laughs> just to tell you how bad it is, my first year of university, I thought it was a joke, right? First class, second class, third class, I had five classes. In all five classes, we talked about him. All mm -hmm. five classes, and all my five classes are all different classes. All of them, we talked about this man. So at some point, I was like, "Yo, um, it may be important for me, you know, to like start learning how to take these notes and how to put them together." Like, in all my five classes, I was learning different parts of Marx, but all parts of Marx came together at the end. So when I was taking my second year classes, I was like, "Oh yeah, but I know this. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. but I knew that. Oh yeah, I heard about this." And like. Even if they weren't relevant to the actual class per se, it all came down to come back to that class. So, like, I had it under control. Now, yeah. if I didn't take that first class in class and I was just to do it online, trying to learn it on my own, it wouldn't have worked. Because, like, man's a complicated man. Like, mm -hmm. there are a lot of twists and turns and it's really complicated. But, I mean, at the end of the day, my notes are super consistent because I did take my first class, my first year classes in class. Very happy I did. I wouldn't do it again, though. No. Yeah. And also, when you mentioned the transportation, just next semester, all my classes are online. And I'll be saving per school day two hours of transportation from my house to school and from school to my house. And that's a lot of time. Like, if you have classes three days a week, um, that's like six hours during your week I'll just being on that, that you're the, saving. Or just transportation. Exactly. Okay, next question is, was college or university for you? How do I say this? 
I can't say no and I can't say yes. It's a very, um, I'd say it's a very bittersweet kind of experience. Um, I mean, I'm not necessarily a technical kind of person. So yes, university is for me. Like I need to learn and I need to read and I need to experience. I'm not very manual. I mean, I am, but not on education part. So college, mm -hmm. university was for me or is for me. Um, just that at the age I'm at right now, I'm just done with it. I wouldn't say it's not. It's just like I'm tired of it. And I know like my, my, my university uh, process is not anywhere near done because I do want to become eventually at the ending of my career a teacher. So I know I'm not going to be done anytime soon with this process. I mean, now that I have gained experience on it, I mean, it's an easy breeze. It's an easy breeze. So yeah, it was, is for me in a somewhat way. Well, we are so similar because I answered the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, yes and no. Um, yes, because I feel like um, I was the type of student for which school is framed, you know, like I do very well in school, no problem. Uh, the method works for me, but I'm also super tired. So I took the decision once I'll be done this semester, I'm not going back to school for now. Um, I could move on to a uh, master's degrees because I have the notes for it. I have the GPA for it and everything. But the thing is, I'm super tired. Like Lauren said, it is a bittersweet experience. Well, don't go um, and the questions after. You're, you're answering the questions of after, okay? So just answer yes or no if you like it, okay? Because you, you. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I'm just saying the same thing as you. Yeah, yeah but you talk about like it is tiring. That's the next question. You just. No, I know, but like I'm just saying, like I decided not to go further for the the reasons that I'll be mentioning in the other question. Thank you. <laughs> God damn, this girl's trying to answer all the questions before I even ask them. Yeah, um, so basically, I just reached the limit of what I could do. That's it. Now. Yeah, same here, I get it. <laughs> for now. Um, did university college take a toll on you mentally, physically, psychologically? And how was managing university with other areas of your life, like family, social life, uh, work, and everything? Yes. Okay, to that question, yes. All of it, all of the above, yes. Okay. They don't prepare you for this, okay? And it's a big lie. Whoever said that you're going to high school is going to prepare you for college and then college is going to prepare for university, thaws, lies, no, negative, impossible, no true. Biggest lie that teachers are going to tell you. Because in high school, yo, it was a breeze, a breeze, yep. okay? Like, listen, I barely had to take notes in high school because, like, I could just sit there and learn, okay? And, like, being capable of doing it again. University has you on a whole level of fucked up, okay? Fucked up. And the part that pisses me off is they don't prepare you mentally and physically and psychologically for that. They prepare you, like, you know, paper-wise for it. So, of course, you're already paper-wise. But I am sorry. University is a whole new level of, like, completely... Whatever you learn in high school or college, throw it in the garbage. Get ready mentally. Like, you have to tell yourself that, like, a three-hours class, you got to study three hours extra for that. So that's a six hours class for you right there. Actually, actually it's per hour class is three hours of study. Thank you. So like that's what university tells you that it's supposed to be. And I'm just going to add on on that. The thing is, teachers like to think 
your that third class is the only class you're taking. So it's not three hours per class. Per hour class is five hours per hour class. <laughs> Listen, like you are lucky. <laughs> How do I put it? Mentally, you're not ready because it's such a heavy workload. That is a beginning. And I'm not trying to terrify anybody and saying like, oh my God, university is so scary. It is. But like, you got to tell yourself, okay, like, this is what I got to do. And this is it. And this is what that is. And you have to be super organized. If you're a messy person, just forget it. Don't go. Just don't go. You got to be organized. You have to have your, your I's dotted, your T's crossed. You have to be super freaking organized. Now, physically, where it catches you, okay? I like my sleep. One likes to sleep. Okay? Coming back to the public transportation, if you have an 8.30 class, you got to be up by 6.30 to be catching the 7-Eleven 7 train to make sure you're at class. Then you got to catch the bus because you don't want to miss the bus because you don't want to walk up that hill. So, you see what I'm saying? And then you get to class like 30 minutes too in advance and then you got to wait there because you got to cool off because you don't carry like, you don't jug all your freaking workload for the day, like your lunch, your extra work and all that thing. So, you don't jug all of that on your back. You get to class, you're exhausted already. Even if you had an eight-hour sleep, you're exhausted. But you probably did not have an eight-hour sleep because you probably went to bed at like two in the morning to catch up all the damn stupid work you were doing. So you're still tired. Then you're done all of this. You're done your classes, okay, by like let's say 11.30 or if you are lucky, four o'clock. You got to go to work. Now you're flying your ass back into the damn public transportation to get to work at six o'clock to do six to ten or whatever you are lucky to do. Then get home, then you got to eat, you got to shower, then you got to go back to studying. Uh, it don't stop. It don't stop. You don't have a day off, okay? It's not as if you have a day off. you got to demand for that day off, and not from school, but from work or whatever else you have on the side. Very exhausting. And then that physical exhaustion will fall into your psychological exhaustion. Because now you're like, I don't have a social life. I'm tired. I'm constantly crying. I'm constantly depressed. I'm never making it to my time. And so on. Mm -hmm. And so on. I'd like to add to everything Lauren said that um, it's a very big workload on you, like a very big burden, but you also have to be juggling. Like if you don't have enough time to do everything, you have to start prioritizing and you have to also accept the fact that you might not be able to do all of the readings, for instance, and everything because it's so much work all at once that you're like, okay, maybe if I cut that, I'll be able to do all the rest, you know? And I feel like the more responsibilities you have around school, other than school, the more, um, like the more, the bigger the toll is on you. Uh, I remember once I did a project with with much younger uh, girls. They were living at home, so they didn't have to cook for themselves and everything. But I wasn't living at home. I think I was living at your place at that time or in my apartment. I don't remember. Apartment, not my house. It was your, your apartment. And I mean, I still had to cook for myself because nobody's going to come and cook for me. And you can eat so much crap at one point. You're just like, yeah, I have to cook for myself, you know? And... And even eating junk food and everything, it's very easy once you're in university and that takes a toll on your physical, like it's physical like aspect eating. of it. Sometimes you'll even forget to eat because you're on so much caffeine in a day to stay up and continue your day. Like, honestly, like I've seen so much documentary of people saying like, oh my God, uh, university kids or college kids are taking Adderall or whatever and whatever. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You know why? Because you won't make time. So you have to either cut in your sleep or in your food or whatever because you won't make it. And they're out there saying, oh, yeah, but they're straight-A students. No, some of them are just subpar students. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if you're a straight-A student, all that workload you got to do to keep up that straight-A student. I'm like, I'm sorry, but university is definitely a – it's work on its own. So for mm-hmm. you to have something to add on to that, it's another work on its own. So you have two jobs to take care of full-time. Full time, you exactly. have to Quite frankly, um, for me, I was lucky in the beginning, in the very, very beginning, because like I had everything under control. Afterwards, it started getting very harder to the point that I was lacking of not just time, but like sleep and everything. So no, like, and to tell you, everything- yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, do you feel like the fact that you went to university outside of, of your city, your hometown, do you feel like it had a big uh, toll on your mental health and your psychological health and everything? Oh, oh. Like, listen, I'm not even going to pretend as if, like, by the ending of my four years in the other city I did, I was, like, you know, one coming out of their A1. No, I was, one, depressed because I really did not like the freaking city. I hated it to the guts of me that, like, I came home every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that luxury to come home every weekend. But, like, literally from Monday to Friday was the longest period of my life. Like, that's when I also started noticing I don't like being in class. Like, I was done being in actual physical class. Like, I just want to do this at home where I'm in my comfort It sounds dumb, but when you're going through all of that, at some point, you're just like, it's enough. I'm done. Like, I'd have it up to here. I'm choking with all of this, like, going to school, trying to cook for yourself, paying your bills. Because, like, of course, like, you are going to be paying bills. Like, finding the time. Like, it came to a point, like, even when I got here, like, my public transportation should be, like, you know what, me resting my head. No, I was reading my schoolwork on my way to school for another class that I was having after. So, I never was just done with school. I was constantly just school and work, school and work. And I like my brain just disconnected. It just mm-hmm. disconnecting. No matter how I wanted to study, no matter how much I would put time, my brain was just like shut down. So yeah, it definitely takes a lot. And I'm a very strong person mentally, like very strong mentally, but university managed to work the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Very- in one cut yeah yeah i feel i feel like uh like you said when i was in high school i was like top of the class and once i got to college then you just like go a little bit behind not behind but like you you go a bit down and then university you're not prepared for that you're just like (gasps) you know it's It's a big surprises you yeah exactly it's it's like to go to, from university to college, you have a, a step to do, but like to get to university, it's a whole staircase. <laughs> a mountain. You said a staircase. It's a whole mountain. Like you're yeah, you're climbing Everest with all the extra luggage in the back. Like when you get to the end, you're just like, I think I died four times back there. Some of my souls, some of the pieces of my souls are left behind. Like go catch them for me, somebody. Because yeah, no, like now for me, like. As of today speaking, it's easier. Like, I've managed to build around it and with it, so it's easier. But I'm saying when it, when it was just starting to get like super hectic, 
Ooh, finals were the worst for me. Final mid semesters and finals, you couldn't find me. Literally, I think during those times, like midterms and finals, I would have a total of in the whole week, eh, eight hours sleep. And I'm not talking every night. I'm talking about the entire week. There were days I would sleep two hours. There were days I'd sleep three hours. There were days I just wouldn't sleep. Like I'll go home, study, and go to go to class. And some days I wouldn't even go home. So like whatever I did my exam in the first day, you'd see me in it the second day. And then I'd probably come home, try to study a bit, sleep a, a little bit again. Naps. Naps. Mm-hmm. It was in university I became fans of naps. Mm-hmm. Naps are the key. I feel, I feel like that's why when I choose my classes, I tend to choose classes with essays for the evaluations. That's because, your program. Huh? That is in your program. I had them all. I had essays and midterms and finals. Yeah, and well, we, we, do have, we do have exams. I just choose accordingly. No, but like, <laughs> that's why. Because I feel like my, my capacity of doing essays ends in a better result than exams because I tend to forget stuff and so essays are way less stressful than exams for me so whenever like now that I had done all the mandatory classes I choose my classes according to the evaluations because it takes for me it might not be the case for everybody but it takes less of a toll on me than exams and I have way better grades like almost 10% more whenever I do essays compared to exams yeah but you're lucky because your program gives you that choice right my program didn't my program did not give you that option okay this was the options you had exams you either had exams or you either had essays or you had both so regardless and like let's say you start school in September right you would have an you would have an essay to put in before like midterm so like right there you had one evaluation then you had a midterm in the same class then you would come back you would have another essay to bring back and then maybe one or two depending how cray cray your teacher is thinking that it's he's he's the only teacher you got in this year then you have a final exam if you are lucky the teacher will tell you that your final exam is a take-home exam yeah but i still have three other essays to write for three other classes and i have four other evaluations to do for the rest of the classes I have that are not yours. But to tell you frankly, I didn't like either or. I didn't like writing essays because I'm super perfectionist and I would write my essays in English because it's easier for me to bullshit in English yeah. than bullshit in French. Even if I was in a French school or even if I was in an English school, depending. Like if I was in an English school, I'd write my essays in French to bullshit because I'm like, regardless, I know I can bullshit my way through. And when I was in a French school, it was easier for me to bullshit in English because I I'd be capable of extending and making sense and being coherent in my essay. So mm-hmm. anyways, we are diverging from the subject. I'm just saying that it is very, it takes a toll on your person and your personality. So mm-hmm. and also in your relationships and everything. I very much does. I'm- especially last point, I'm going to say like, especially if the person you're dating or if nobody around you goes or went to university, like, they won't understand the amount of work that you have to do and the toll it takes on you. Yep. Even friendship-wise, like, even just friendships. Mm-hmm. If your friends don't yeah. go to university or don't understand, they'd be like, but you never have time. Yeah, bitch, because I don't, I barely have time to sleep and eat. You really think I have time to go chill? <laughs> exactly. Like, really. <laughs> um, the next question is, did you take a break somewhere along your school path and why? Hell fuck yes. 
hell oh yes hell to the yeah yeah and it was a very much needed break i took several now <laughs> how do i put this in a very delicate way i needed to take my first break because mentally i was losing it like i was going loca like the definition of losing your balls was definitely true like I had completely disconnected from everybody by one point. Um, I mean, I took a five-week vacation on my own. And I came back and I was like, nope, I'm not ready for this bullshit again. Like, five weeks was not enough for me to mentally recover from all what I've been going through for the last, like, six years or I think, yes, yeah, six years. I was like, no, I definitely need a break. Um, I took that break. Felt amazing. Like, when I came back, I was refreshed. I was ready. And then I was just like, nope, I don't think I was quite ready already. Not because of my mental state. It was just like now I was adulting. Like I've reached that point in my life where I had to be an adult. So it was like keep on accumulating debts or start cleaning out your debts. And like when I'm ready to come back, I'll come back knowing full well that whatever I'm paying, it's it's done. Like I wouldn't have to. Like the reason I'm studying is not to be paying off debts that I could have paid off now than later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a little bit better. It's definitely needed. I do not advise people to take breaks if you're only there to think about it financially. I would advise you to take a break if you are mentally, physically, and, like, psychologically no longer capable of connecting. Take that break. It's not a discussion. You need to take it. You need to, like, you know, disconnect and not just disconnect from your school but disconnect from work from home from family if you need to just disconnect and go do yourself the good the good you need to do for yourself now if you want to take a break because you are financially unstable buddy you're not going back because then the money will be way too good for you to want to go back you'll be getting money in and you'll be like more dependent on that finance and educating yourself from what you wanted to do initially so there's two different reasons for you to take it don't take it if you just want to, like, you know, be financially stable to go back to school because you will never be financially stable to go back to school. Just forget that. Take it if you need it to rediscover who you are as a person. Yes. Yeah, yeah I do go in that way, too. I did take several breaks. Sometimes was for a mental break. I did take some breaks for financial reasons. But, like, always keeping in mind that I was going back to school because I really wanted to go back to school. Um, but just like now I'm taking like a very long break. I don't know if I'm going to do my master's or whatever, because I am at a a point where I'll be done a diploma and I want to know what I am beside being a student or having a schedule like based on school, you know, because right now it's the summer. I can do whatever I want, but I know that in September I have to go back to school so I can't start stuff because it's September there is going to be school but once that is done like I'll be not freer but like it won't be based on only school like my life like right now at this point we've been in school for like 22 years or something 22 23 years and so that's a long time that's like 22 years of life where it's been always built around school so now i just feel like i need a break if i go back to school for a master's if ever i decide to do that fine but for now i really need a break from from that everything whole, that is school 
No, I understand that. Like, I, I completely agree. That whole lifestyle is something where you're just like, like, yeah, for most of us, you don't take it in that, like, we've been on a schedule since we're six, five, since mm-hmm. we're five years old. So 23 years, technically. You've been on a specific schedule since you're five years old. So, like, whenever you decide to graduate or if you continue to graduate. Um, it's cute and all because everybody thinks that you choose your schedule when you're in university. You choose your schedule according to what is available for that class that you need to take. So, like, yeah, my schedule are all cute and nice for now. I was lucky. But most of the time, you are not. Like, you will have an a.m. class and you have a p.m. class. And in between that, you got seven-hour gap. So, you can't go home because it's a two-hour go back and go back. That's four hours. So, no. You're stuck yeah. in school. You can't work in between because you probably work closer to your house. Your life goes around school before it goes around anything else so yeah yeah i get the full-on break that you want to take i agree with it and i probably will eventually one day do that (laughs) yeah well i find it like very convenient because right now i'm finishing my diplomas but i feel i've considered dropping school last year and even in december I wasn't supposed to have an extra uh, semester the thing is they've decided that one class wasn't given in the winter it was going to be given in the fall and it was supposed to be given in the winter and so it extended uh, my school schedule of one semester and I really sat down with myself and literally considered dropping school five classes away from graduation I remember literally I was like and I told you I was like don't do that you're five <laughs> classes away like all the money and all the energy and time you spent like, I know give that up and I think that's one thing too like for a lot of us is when we're getting closer to the end oh we're ready to give up like all of you were like fuck it I'm done but the thing is you have to have a friend in your life that'd be like but are you dumb though like yeah the finish line is right there and you want to give up at the finish <laughs> like buddy no 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 cross it then give up yeah, but that day, that day when I learned that I was going to extend one semester, girl, I lost it. I, I was crying. I was, I wasn't like mentally myself. I was just like, fuck it. I'm dropping everything, you know, and that was a bad day for me. <laughs> you, know, you know, those moments where you're just like, literally, fuck it. And you're done. That could have been that day for you. You're just like, okay, I'm done. Forget it. Done. End of. I don't care about whatever you're going to say. It is finito. But, you know, I I understand. I understand. (laughs) Several times it's happened to me where I'm just like, you know what? Do I really need this degree? (laughs) No, the thing is, consider how much you paid. And here in Quebec is actually the cheapest place, like, in the whole Canada. And it's way, like, I think it's a 150th of the price it is in the United States. And so I, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Oh, well, think about what you could have bought with all that money. If I calculate everything, I would have such a nice house in Asia or something. Listen, <laughs> like, if I, had that, I would have a kingdom in like Asia with that money. Put in tuition, tuition and books. <laughs> Girl, I'd be a fucking Bill Gates by now. I'd be Bill Gates. I know. And what we discussing? Like I'm trying to become Bill Gates, and I'm spending Bill Gates, Bill Gates type of money for an education. Like, huh? No, no, no. Like I totally agree. I really 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> question is, should I go to university? This was a question that was asked to us by um, one of our followers and one of our, like not our prodigy, but like one of the uh, students who were still indecisive about university is, should I go to university slash college if I'm not sure what program, even in an introductory program? Now, I said yes, because university definitely opens you up as an individual. Now, I'm not telling you to go pick a freaking whole entire program, eh? No. Pick classes that you think you may or may not be interested in and discover them. And I'm not saying take a year to decide. Like, take a year of introductory classes and testing, testing the water, like we'd say, to figure out what you want. Because at that end of the year, if you haven't figured it out, then you will never figure it out. Then just drop out. At least you know you only spent in Canada, like in Quebec, it's what, three three grand? Not even. Like, oh, a whole year, yes. A whole year, yes. A whole year, you would have spent three grand. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's three grand that you invested in figuring out if you were made for university, if a program was made for you or not. Um, I mean, sure. I wouldn't do a whole program, like I said. I take introductory classes and test them here and there, see which one I'd like and which would fit me more as a person. But then again, it's also a very difficult thing because you can't base classes on a career. Like a lot of classes that I've taken are not career based at all. Like, I'm sorry, 95% of all my introductory classes did not define a career that I'm going towards now at the end of my, like during my university path. Like it's nothing to do with. Yes, they've helped me to mold the path I want, but they are not the careers path that I had chosen for myself at first. Um, of course, I'm saying this in a very open-minded spirit. Like you have to understand that if you have an idea of what you want to do, test it. If you do not have an idea, now find out who you are as a person and where you would fall into this category in choosing your classes so, or program. So yeah, that's my answer for me. Well, me, if I look at my own experience, I would tend to go towards the no. But the thing is, I'm not 100% against it. I feel like you can go if you take in consideration the fact that um, the toll that we've mentioned, because even if you're taking introductory classes, it's still going to be as hard. There's nothing easier with introductory classes because when, one thing that I noticed, it's the same classes like the mandatory classes are what constitute oftentimes the introductory program. So I feel like they're even harder than the more advanced classes, at least in my perspective. Um, and you have to consider, am I going to be, uh, am I willing to spend that money? Like you said, am I willing to spend that money in that time? And, but yeah, when I look at my own experience, I would say no, but at the same time, if you balance everything, you have to look at your uh, at your story, your path so far mm -hmm. to determine it. Because even if I say no, or even if I say yes, in the end, it's still up to you, you know? So, and I feel like Lauren did a good uh, plea for the yes also. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> question is, is there anything you wish you would have known before choosing to go to university or college? Yes. Um, I wish they would have told us about the workload because then I think I would have been more prepared and like 
how do I put it? I'd say yes, because if I knew about the workload I had to um, financially, and this is going to sound stupid, but financially, I would have saved up more money before getting into university so I could have all my time dedicated to university and not financially have to work to support my university life as well as my social life and all the things that I have to spend uh, within being in university. Um, that would have won so much time for studying, uh, for being in class, and also just having like less load on my chest while being at school, thinking, okay, I'm done school, now I gotta go to work, okay, after work I gotta study. Like, you would just have to think of school study. Like, you wouldn't have to think about that financial support that you need to work to, to support yourself at the end. So, yeah, I would have appreciated knowing the type of workload I would have had, as well as like, you know, the study programs. Like, it's all cute when you have a syllabus and you see it and then you, you put all your syllabus into your agenda, because I tend to do that to see what I have in a day. You would honestly think, I'm pretty sure that if you compare the schedule of a student and the freaking prime minister or president, student has more to do than the prime minister himself. Like, <laughs> it is borderline impossible to finish your day and having everything checked out of your list. If mm -hmm. you're I'm telling the prime minister next time I meet him, I'll be like, buddy, reduce that. Come and check that in and reduce it because you work less than we do. And we try to get the same job you have. So figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's working. I would have appreciated knowing the workload, the financial um, support that I had needed for it because in Quebec, as much as it's cheap, they don't support you technically that much financially mm -hmm. unless, and like, because many parents make way more than they should so they could support their kids, even if it's bare minimum, they make enough to support their kids. But the thing is, if that money had to go to the kids' education, it would be lacking somewhere else in the house. So they don't calculate it as that. So the financial support for students isn't that much of a lenient leeway, like where you could be like, okay, I can depend on that. And also mm -hmm. like, you don't want to be indebted when you're ending school because like you just spent so much money that you have to repay. So you're technically not even done working for the education you just even did for yourself. Like, I think that would have been a definitely a big good thing to know like the workload and like the financial status of going to university for sure mm -hmm. yeah. and I, I do agree like the toll and everything but um to add on to what you just said also two things one it is okay to start later university if you feel like you need to take a break in between high school or in between college and university um to work to raise money like I've seen people older than my parents going to university. So don't worry, you still have plenty of time in your life to go to university. If you feel like, oh, let's work one or two years towards paying for that. Yes, it's going to be hard to like be like, oh, I'm gonna quit working and go to university. But if that's really what you want to do, uh, there's no problem. And also one thing that I would love to no, because it was stressing me out a lot at the beginning, but at some point I got used to it, is that you have to not stress about um, the fact that you might take a little bit longer than a lot of people in your program. For instance, my program, you can do my program in six years. Like the school leaves you six years, but most people are going to finish in four years. If you have to do it in six years, it's all good. You're going to be okay. So at the beginning, I felt like I was very much stressing myself about that. Even like 
when I decided to go to my second college, um, all my friends were graduating from CJEP and they were going to university and I felt like, oh, I'm so much behind everybody. And a lot of people uh, that I know have done, like they're finished with university or they're in master's or in PhD and everything. And sometimes it's it can take a toll on yourself and be like, oh, damn, like I'm not done or I'm still at that level. No, don't compare yourself to anybody because you do what is better for you. So if you need to take a break in the middle or whatever, do it. I feel like if I had known that you don't have a certain like, like time spread. Yeah, exactly. Just take your time, take whatever time, whatever break you need to take. That's one thing. And also on a side note, I would have loved to know that my program is always on strike because so far we've been in strike two times and this year there was supposed to be a third time. And that's so much like a loss of time and money. And I was like, why do we always have to be on strike for everything? And sometimes it has nothing to do with my program. That's so annoying. <laughs> the department is such a, like, it's not to be mean, but like your department is very granola bar, vegan, like, eh, whatever. So like, yeah. yeah. Okay, very left, like extreme left. Like, Antifa and everything is my program. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they can find it we'll take a strike for it so yeah and i'm i'm not and i'm not trying to defend myself but me i'm not into that whole mood and so every time i vote no every time i get yelled at and every time i like i'm so annoyed with everybody like i get it striking is good for the right reasons not to support another another department that is striking that's just annoying <laughs> This is why I say, like, how do I put it? This is why I say your program always made me laugh. Like, every time she tell me we're on a strike, I'm like, and there you go with the granolas again. And it's not to be mean, but it's just, like, mainly her program is dominated by, like, you know, hippies, peace and, peace and love, and all that kind of group. So, of course, they're going to find whatever reason to strike, and they will take it to the extreme. Every time she's messaging me, like, I'm not thinking about strike again. I'm like, listen, that's the second time already, eh, boo-boo? <laughs> the one time I was the most pissed is... Like it was, it wasn't the cause that made me pissed, but because it was for like, and no, post-colonialism, not anti-colonialism, but I got the cause. But the thing is, my program is very white. Like, I think we had one black student, that's it. And so like, I'm just like, wouldn't be more efficient to host like a week of speakers, guests, and whatever, besides being on strike, because it did nothing. That, like, it literally did nothing. Like, we were just not having classes. And that's it. And it wasn't like in the whole Black Lives Matter, like the last time. It was way before that, like, way before that. And it's like, I get the cause. I do agree with the cause. But since we're all white, wouldn't be more intelligent of like hosting things, especially since we have like ethnology and everything. We have teachers that de dedicated their whole life to that. Shouldn't sure. we use them? <laughs> no, anyways, so that's just a side note. Make sure it's you so look if people are striking in your program a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should check all the, the background pictures and everything. Look at their history because then you're going to be like, oh, you look a little too granola. You look like a yes. I want to look like a no. Okay. <laughs> 
No. Um, what are three positive things you learned, uh, things about university or college? Three things that are positive for me and A1 for me. I became, I was already an organized freak, but I became super organized with my time. Like, if I was to dedicate time for you, you know, it's because I, I made that time specific for you. I became super organized with my time, very time efficient and like, you know, capable of doing a lot of things under small time. But I'm saying it's positive, not just for university, but also on my outside life. Like, I can get so much things accomplished in a day just because of having that persistency of, uh, I like, doing this in university as well. It made me more patient. No, that's a lie. No, I'm lying. No, no. I became less patient, but it made me more patient on my learning process. Like, I wasn't always stressing on learning quicker to understand something. And also, I'm not going to lie, my note-taking, oh, my God. Damn. My note-taking, I can type and listen and be 95% accurate to what the teacher was saying and how you read it like people will be like yeah but you don't have to type everything the teacher says no but i can do it and still be accurate to the point where like you were talking about like typing what 100 words a minute or whatever i don't know what the the, the is i can't count how many words i type by per minute but i can tell you if my teacher is a very fast spoken person i can type as fast as this person is speaking and when you're going to reread the notes like I will be borderline word to word what he's saying. And if you listen to the recording, they're borderline to what he's saying. I might miss a word or two. I mean, if I miss a phrase, I put a bracket and listen to a recording and it'd be like three words. Like I'm really, really good at typing, listening and not looking at my screen. Like I look like a robot. I'd be like, and one, two, three, go. Not stopping. And I won't correct. So I can... It made me efficient and quicker. Also, I mean, it gave me more patience onto like when I'm listening to class to like pick up the important part because I focus now. Like, I mean, when I started uni, I would be like super distracted easily with what's happening on the surroundings or like, I'd be like, I would watch TV on the background. I'd be on my phone mm -hmm. in the background. Um, somebody would be on Facebook. I'd be more interested in what's happening on their Facebook in the front. And then as university went through, I became more like, you know, focused onto the actual learning process than what's happening beside me. I'm not saying I didn't get distracted. I still do, but less <laughs> than before. Like before 95% of the time of the class, I would be distracted on what's happening outside. And now it's like that 5% time. It's like, I'd be like, and back to my actual listening process. Oh, yeah. Those are three positive things I've had. Yeah. Um, the first one I wrote, and that's the main one, I feel like it changed a lot my worldviews. Um, I, not that I wasn't open, but I feel like I'm more open than ever. Um, I've learned a lot of things, and so um, that's very interesting. I learned new skills, like Lauren said. I feel like um, now I'm going to apply all the research methods that I've learned into my projects. And I feel like if I haven't gone to university, I wouldn't have that method. And also on a methodological perspective on everything that I want to do, like it's, it's going to be more interesting. And one thing that is positive on university, that's just technical, but compared to college in college you couldn't choose your classes 
as much as you can in university. So like it's more you decide your path more than when I was in college. I don't know if all the colleges are like this, but I remember uh, the one that I went to, you couldn't choose the classes. They gave you your schedule and then you could like try to argue to change the classes you have for another one, but oftentimes they would refuse. Um, just like uh, when I wanted to go to into forensic science, I tried to have sciences apply to my college diploma, my first one, and they refused because technically I was in the social science class and so I couldn't like do sciences at the same time. And so I feel like university is more open to that, especially since you can take out of program classes or you can take like, I think you have three classes that you have to take outside of your program in total. And so like it's it's open as long as you pay, they don't care. That's basically it. True. <laughs> Very true. I mean, like you have a like. Let's not think that it's all free, happy land, too, either. Mm -hmm. And you do have a uh, sorry, you have like a schedule to follow. Yeah. But you have, like it tells you, like in the first year, you should have at least these classes completed. However, you complete them, that is up to you. But these classes should be completed. These mandatory classes should be done. This mandatory class should be done. You can take your mandatory class at the ending of the when you're about to graduate, as you can take well, your intense class. I mean, it'll defeat the purpose, but you could. If well, the, the class that I have to take that was postponed is one class that I didn't take that. It's a mandatory class that I have to take, like, absolutely. But I don't know for your program, but in my program, actually, when it came to mandatory classes, you had five to take, of course, but every, like, section had several choices. Yeah. So, like, it, it was strict, but not that strict. Yeah. You know? Like, of so. course, like, the thing, the only thing that I do find that like goes a little like eh, tedious is like if you had to take like a mandatory class, you would have to make sure that that class wasn't going to be necessary for you to be capable of taking the next class. And, like that's yeah. the only thing. Like some classes you need to take in order to be capable of taking the next one. Just check that out. If you don't have mm -hmm. to take a mandatory class for another class and you really want to take that class, take it. Don't even discuss it. Just do it. But do verify that in sorts of like being capable of being a little bit more free or having more like choices or options. That's it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was my three points. What are the three negative things about college? There are more than three, but let's say with financially, it's very, very, very restraining. Uh, mentally and physically and emotionally, like we mentioned, it's very demanding. And like social life-wise, if you are a very social person, good luck. And I do honestly commend everybody who have a social life, like a very active social life while being at university because I wasn't capable of doing both. Like, if you were my friend at school, you'd be my friend at school. If you're my friend outside of school, well, too bad we wouldn't see each other. And if you were in university at the same time as me, then we're lucky because our social gatherings are studying. That's what it was. Like, we were studying together. That's mainly the social life. I mean, I think the most social I had during university was, like, going to get food or a coffee with a friend to study. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's and great. and we had a social life, meaning like we we go to the same school right now. And so what we did was, um, if she had if she was in school, she would come into my class, do her homework while I was in class, and vice versa. And then in between, we would like have lunch or whatever, but still study at the same time. So it wasn't technically like social life, but it was like the maximum that we could the get. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, the second best if you want. Yeah. Uh, for me, basically everything that you've said, um, 
and everything that we've talked about so far, I don't feel like there's necessarily a negative other than that to university. Um, I feel like if you finish and then you feel like you wasted time, then that would be a negative, but I don't feel like I've wasted time. So besides like the toll and everything that we've mentioned, I don't see anything else negatives per se. I agree with that as well. Yeah. The last and final question is anything to make the most out of your university and college time. Yes. First year university, there's always a lot, a lot, a lot of like groups, programs, uh, social gatherings and everything. Take as much as you can. Um, I know that when my first university I went to, they call it Frosh Week. Get in as much as you can because in your first week of school or like your first month of school, it's never as intense as you think it will be later on, right? So that will be deceiving. Taking as much, uh, taking all your teachers' emails, numbers, uh, office hours, because you're going to need those times for later on. I do believe that you always need a friend or a buddy like not necessarily a friend, but like a buddy in class that will be your support system as well as your go-to person for that class or whatever. Because at the end of the day, one day you can't fall sick and those notes, you can't catch them, but you have to find that buddy who, as much as you are um, efficient in your note taking, that person as well is efficient. So you won't worry about like the quality of the notes you're going to get. Um, I do advise everybody, like, listen, I know some teachers say no laptop in class or whatever. Record your goddamn classes record them because whenever you feel like oh this is not important it's important whenever even if it's on your phone and you hide your phone in your pencil case do it do it i put your phone on silence and just hit record just record your classes you will have hours and hours and hours of classes to listen to but i'm telling you it's also a way of studying like when you re-listen to a class like once like you've heard the class already in class and then you're listening to it to take your notes or like to study you're doing two type of studying, you're, you're listening to the class again, so you're relearning whatever you learn, and you're writing down your notes or you're typing down your notes, so you're memorizing those notes. So when you're going to come back into the final stage of like reviewing, you would already be like, yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that. Like it's gonna be more fluid than you think it would be if you would have to start everything from the get-go. Next thing, guys, don't procrastinate. I am the queen of procrastination here, but like I cannot put enough emphasis on do not procrastinate especially when it comes to reading and especially when it comes to your notes like for the rest to review if you want to review at the ending like towards the ending fine but at least have all your notes to point before the time you need to review have all your readings done mm, oh okay the ones that you can and cannot do and that are pertinent to what you have to do have them done because when it's time to review and you have five classes who are back to back and all your exams are like following one after the other you are going to be so thankful that the time that you're spending on reviewing, if not time you're spending on like cramming, like spending sleepless nights and like, you know, just energizing yourself on ca caffeine or whatever will keep you up the longest, you'll be so thankful. So minimum procrastination, have your notes on point, uh, record your classes, know your teacher's office hours and their email so you can always ask them questions. Have a go-to buddy in each class so you can, you know, study partner because if you're alone, it gets long and tedious and boring. So I'm saying like have a steady partner so at least you have somebody with whom you can bounce off ideas or whatever. And I think my last and official final tip is if you can be part of a study group or like a social group at school, do it because it will be the best experience for you as well. 
because it's something that you're doing for school or at school, but that will also disconnect you from the school life that you're always on studying. I didn't do that. And personally, I think that's the only thing that I lack. Like, I was not in any sororities. I wasn't in any, like, social group. Um, I didn't technically, like, you know, participate in any activities. If you want to do a sport, do a sport because it will also disconnect you from that, again, school life. Yes, you're doing a sport for school, but it will disconnect you from the school life. Also, it will definitely help you into, like, organizing your time and just mean, like, it's free for all. No. For me, those are, like, the tips that I have for anybody who wants to make the most out of university. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, go up to your teachers after classes, before classes, uh, to tell them that you're not understanding something. Your teachers are your TA. I go for t- teachers because I don't like TAs. I mean, I was a TA once upon a time, but I still don't like TAs. Like, go to your teachers. Like, yeah, they will most likely tell you go to the TA. Be like, no, nah, I'd rather talk to you personally. Go to your t- teachers. Don't be afraid to question about your grades either. If you find that you did something really good and like you knew what you were talking about and you got a bad grade, go to your teacher. And once more, not your TA because your TA are probably the person correcting. Go to your teacher. Your teachers are go. For me, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So you, uh, build on what Lauren said. Um, readings, try to do as much as possible because I don't know for her program, but in my program, some of the readings weren't covered in class, but they were uh, exam material. And so try to do as much as you can uh, because, like we said, it's a lot of things that you're getting. Uh, a lot of information that you're th- like that they throw you a lot of information all at once. Um, also, she mentioned teachers. Get to know your teachers. Ask questions. Like even if you feel like it's a little bit outside of the scope, wait for the break or after class or in the office hours and go ask them. I found that a lot of my teachers were very passionate about their subject and also. They are working on so many subjects all at once sometimes that they will love to talk to you about everything. And often, like, they have to research other things to end up on their subject. So they're very knowledgeable. So make make your money work for you because you're spending so much money. And so if you're curious about something or wonder how it's going to apply to this situation or whatever if you've read something and you'd like to discuss it with the teacher just go ahead they love questions and also the thing is the more you get to know your teachers the more like you can get reference letters for later on and also uh one thing that i apply to my own like school path is I had teachers that I really love and they give more than one classes. And so I've used that, like I've went to two or three classes of the same teachers because I really like the way they, they thought and everything and I have no problem talking to them and whatever. Um, like I said, don't think that you have to finish school in a particular timeline. It's added pressure and also you might be disappointed because it didn't go as you wanted um it's okay to take a break um and also take classes you think are going to be great or are going to be uh there's going to be a purpose in your career eventually like uh, don't don't hesitate to go to first classes to see what the class is about because sometimes the outline doesn't say everything or isn't describing the class as much as 
it maybe should. And so the first week, if you have to go to six or 10 classes, sit in class and wait, anyways, it's gonna last 30 minutes or whatever. Just True. go ahead and choose. And if anything, don't be afraid to drop a class if you think it's going to be too much or not what you expected it to be. Um, like Lauren said, get involved in student life. Uh, and, and also, if you can go abroad, as much experience as you can fit in your path, do it because it's very useful. Um, and also sometimes it makes your portfolio better, but also it enriches your, your personal life. You know, it's like, uh, um, it's nice to know that you had that experience and you've learned stuff, even if it's not going to be something in your career later on. Um, take advantage of all the resources, help, tutoring, library, etc. Also, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier is um, that Concerning books, one tip that I have is if you can find the ebook, buy the ebook. Also, because you're going to save a lot of money if you can buy it, use, do it. But also, another tip is to look if your library, school library has it. And sometimes your city library has it. So it's going to be less in demand in your city library. And you can like continuously either uh, rent it every time like your, your part is. Like once it's done, you can re-rent it again, or if you want to do photocopies or whatever, it's going to be way cheaper than if you buy the, like the new, the brand new one. So try to find ways to save money on that. I think it's very important. And also my last point is really focus in the mandatory classes because they're going to be boring as fuck. Not going to lie, but they, contains so much information all right guys so towards the ending of this podcast we have covered uh whether or not university is not whether or not university is for everybody but like mainly the goods and bads of university i do understand that like for everybody it is subjective and we did give advices and like pretty much pinpoints of things that like you know people won't always tell you um it also needs to take in consideration like the information and the source like i'm saying like we are good students we have good grades and even for students who had good grades and like, you know, we studied pretty well, it was a very demanding um, process in our life, path in our life, I would say. As well as if you're not sure, take your time. You're not in a hurry. Figure out yourself because when you figure out yourself, of course, you're going to figure out in what way you want to go to. Uh, no, university is not for everybody. I mean, like what? Most of the billionaires out of in today's society did not go to university. So mm -hmm. not for every, I am not saying that not going to university will make you a billionaire, okay? So be the case, I would not be in university, okay? But I'm just saying like, nope. it's not necessarily for everybody. Like university is not necessarily, how do I put not university? Education is not key to success. Like, and I know a lot of people do say like, oh, when you get an education, you're gonna be super successful and this and that. No, not necessarily, like, I mean, you can be successful without an education. I do agree that like, yeah, my university and my educational path did bring me to a different um, way of understanding life and doing things in life. But I don't think that would have been, if like, if I had chosen a different path of life, I don't think that would have been my successful key either. So, mm. yeah. All right, so this is it for today, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Anchor. Please subscribe if you want us to continue 
give us a review, also leave us a comment. How was your university experience? Are you planning on going to university? What is stressing you out about it? And so we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.